Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. <laughs> Dell challenges the status quo, questions everything, and empowers you to return to your core beliefs to make your life better. If you're ready to hear the truth and get your roadmap to the lifestyle you really want, the next hour will change your life. And now your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Del Wamsley. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Well, my friends, uh, do you think anything could ever come positively come out of a hurricane? Well, I think that we have an example here. We have someone that was uh, run off out of Louisiana because of a hurricane, came to Houston, Texas, uh, built a strong family, um, family-backed business, I want to call it, and uh, has grown continuously into the point where they have just uh, set up some really strong goals for themselves. Uh, so without further ado, let me introduce uh, Daryl Porter. Daryl, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. So, Daryl, um, interesting reading your um, your resume here uh, that you had, and I, I want to try to bring this across to people where you can help other people. You said you wanted to be an entrepreneur forever and that you started quite a few different businesses without success. Can you share with us meaningful positive growth as to why that didn't work. We're going to get into why you're so successful in real estate, but what was it about those businesses that didn't work? Can you share that so people don't have to go through that same struggle? Oh, absolutely. So I had a convenience store. I've had a um, uh, small car lot. I had uh, invested with a partner of mine, and we did taxes. And really, these were... Uh, businesses that I was either in or involved with, but I had no roadmap. I had no roadmap in order to be successful. And um, when you're trying to follow, let's say, a major, like a major car lot and do your own and you have no roadmap, there's a thousand things that trip you up. Um, and generally, like most businesses that start, I failed at every single endeavor 
until I met Lifestyles. It was interesting. There were so many different types of things that you tried. Um, can you put, I'm trying to think of a way to say this because I want to make sure it's positive. Can you replicate, no, that's not a good word for it. Can you compare what types of things led to the failure of each of those businesses? I mean, were you just bad at accounting? Uh, you <laughs> did, you know, some people did just can't keep books, man. I mean, they have no idea what money's in, what money's out. Were you bad at selling? What was it that just made, because now you're doing this and you're doing it so well. I want people to see that, okay, hey, I've tried these other things and I had this lack, but real estate's so forgiving, you know? So what, what was it that was actually creating the failure of these businesses? Yeah, so um, basically the lack of being able to scale and you end up, I'm very hardworking, sun up to sundown guy, but if you don't, aren't able to create a team where you're making money passively when you're not having to be the worker in it, there's no chance of it surviving. You're just having, you just have a job that you aren't going to get anywhere because you have, you have to take care of all the bills, all the accounting, all the sales, all the marketing, everything by yourself. You have no chance of ever taking a day off or being able to scale to the size where it's making money for you even when you're not working because you've set it up properly. So the main thing was is that I couldn't work hard enough in order to keep the businesses going. Eventually you get tired of running up that hill with no, you know, you're not getting anywhere. Every penny, every penny is reinvested in the business. Um, you never see any profits. You don't build a lifestyle. You just have another job. Excellent. That, that sums it up well. For those of you who are listening, if you've not read the book E-Myth by Gerber, uh, I think it's Robert Gerber, but I'm not sure. But it's, Gerber's the last name of the author. And it's called E-Myth for this reason. E stands for entrepreneurial, and myth means most people who start businesses think they're entrepreneurial in nature, but really all they're doing, as you stated so perfectly, Daryl, they're just buying themselves a job. And it's a job that has not one job, but you're the president, the vice president, the secretary, the accountant, the bookkeeper, the salesman, the order. Uh, and the may and the janitor <laughs> clean up at the end of the day, and man, that's a hard way to try to make a living. So great, I appreciate you sharing that with us. Yeah. So people out there, get the book E Myth uh, by Gerber before you try to start your own business. Now uh, you, you burn out on that, and you wised up a little bit, and you said, you know, I'm going to go back to school. Tell us about going back to school after trying all the entrepreneurial stuff. Yeah, so um, I decided when I was 30. Six or 37, I had to go back to nursing school. Um, my wife had been in the hospital. I didn't like the way they treated her, and I promised, I said, well, if they show me a little bit of medicine, I'll treat everybody like family. So I went to work, at, went to school for two years, got a degree in nursing, and then began a nursing career. And as you mentioned before, that was three months before Hurricane Katrina hit uh, New Orleans. And so that quickly changed everything. Um, we ended up moving to Houston in 2006, and Houston's a great market for nursing, and my wife's a teacher. So uh, we fell right in there um, and then just scuffled along for another 10 or 12 years with the general stuff of uh, trying to save for retirement, um, Dave Ramsey, rich dad, poor dad, you name it. I. I, I used to be the one that gave people advice on finances at work because I thought I knew where it was going. Um, but that was, again, uh, having the right uh, meaning, the right intention, without the right knowledge, you kind of just go in circles. 
Yeah, I remember those days back when I was working corporate America and people would come to me for advice and I was playing in the stock market and I had oil wells and gas wells and limited partnerships and I was buying all the different stuff that was commonplace and you study and you read the Wall Street Journal and you, you think you're really on top of things and then boom, something happens and, and it all goes away overnight and you go, well, I guess I wasn't as smart as I thought I was. So <laughs> one of the benefits that came out of this the story takes a positive twist here is when you came to Houston, you left your personal residence behind. Tell us what you did with that and why you decided to make that move. Yeah, we, so we uh, decided to move. Uh, at the time, we, our youngest son was four years old, and the schools weren't that great in New Orleans, an area at that time anyways, and the storm had been made it worse. So there was a better school in Houston, and uh, we had two nephews that went through there and done fantastic elementary school. Actually, my wife still teaches there, a um, little Catholic school. And so that's the main reason why we decided, and Houston was a good market, again, for, for nursing and for um, teaching. And so... Um, we ended up here and, and work hard, and then I made my next major mistake, which was to buy this big oversized house. And I hope your listeners listen. It's it's how I had in my mind that I wanted my family to live, but it was all backwards. If I'd have met you back then, I wouldn't have taken that seventy or eighty thousand dollars and bought a house. I would have bought three rent houses, and that would have been able to pay for the house that I wanted my family to live. So I I spent about ten years working trying to pay that house off like a madman um and something did good come out of it because when i did go to the weekend and lifestyles and i'll tell you about that whenever you ask but i was in a decent position in order to start investing because i had worked so hard and put myself in a position i wasn't in a great position i wasn't rich by any means um but i was in a good position to start to listen when you started teaching i was ready because i about wore myself out trying to pay for that house yeah, I always remember my dad's advice about houses. He said, you know, Dell, it's not what it costs to buy them. It's what it costs to maintain them. <laughs> I'll tell you what, now that you got that big old house again, you went back up to a large home, uh, you gotta, you got to be able to feel my pain that is keeping these things alive. I just, it's a lot of work, a lot of money. And, of course, if you got to spend the money on the, the payments and the tax, you take away that that money that comes in every month could be your your growth, right? The, your ability yeah. to grow your portfolio and so forth. So you're right. A lot of people, they, they, we had a term for it when I was growing up. It was called house poor. Have you ever heard that term? Yeah, yeah, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> so we had house poor and we had Dave Ramsey trying to pay that house off, which makes you even house poorer, if that is such a word. And, uh, you know, you worked your way through that, though, but you got out of it. So we're going to take that as a positive. Like you said, you... Um, you got to the point where you realized that was a, the wrong way to go. But now we've got just 30 seconds left here, so I'm going to give you a heads up. But when we come back, I want to talk about how you heard about us um, and your friend, that, that what they did, and how that inspired you to go try to do something. And uh, then we'll go into what you learned and what you did from that point forward. So uh, we're going to take a short break here. If you want to call up and ask a question of Dar Daryl, then just call... Um, 866-582-9933. We'll be right back with Daryl Porter and Del Wamsley Radio Show. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. 
Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Talk 1370. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time. Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. With me here today is Daryl Porter out of Houston, Texas. And Daryl is a transplant from Louisiana, but when he came over here, he kept his personal residence in Louisiana and uh, became a nurse here. His wife's a teacher, so uh, they're a very successful family. But somewhere along the line, Daryl, like you said, since you were a younger kid, you just had that inclination to want to do something different. So how did you run into Lifestyles Unlimited? Yeah, so I actually uh, heard one of your advertising on the radio, and I kept hearing it, kept hearing it. And a nurse friend of mine came in, and she said, um, I'm going to buy a house. I'm like, why are you going to buy a house? Listen, I said, forget about that. You should buy real estate and start investing. I don't know exactly how it works. I do have one rent house in Louisiana. It's making a little bit of money, but I, I think you should... Maybe read read this book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. So I gave her Rich Dad, and I didn't know if she was like a – well, I knew she was an A-type personality, but she was like a dive all in. So what she ended up doing is the next time I saw her, she had joined Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and it was a disaster. She had uh, – it was no mentoring. It was a bunch of people sold off to other – they were trying to farm out to all their stuff. And so I said, well, why don't you try Rich Dad, Poor Dad? They sound really good on the radio. I, I think they're real. So she went – and she, again, same thing, she dove all in. She went to the two-day. Next thing I know, she had mentors. She was buying her first property. She was going on and on, like, right away. Um, and she invited me to the expo, and I went so to the Darryl, expo. So, Daryl, you said that she went to Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Did you mean Lifestyles Unlimited? No, I meant Rich Dad, Poor Dad. She went to Rich Dad, Poor Dad? She went to, she signed up for their mentor group. Oh, Wow. But it was all, like, farmed out to his different people. Um, yeah. There was no personal touch. There was no mentoring. It was just, hey, sign up with this group and sign up with that group and so many thousand dollars here and so many thousand dollars there. And she was like, I'm not getting anything out of this. And then I, I said, well, try, try Rich Dad for it. They sound, I mean, try uh, Lifestyles Unlimited. They sound good on the radio. And then she went to, she went to your two-day seminar, and she was dived all in that again. Then she had already bought a house the next time I saw her. She was telling me about the mentorship. She had phone numbers. She was getting these blasts of all these houses she could buy. And then she invited me to the expo. She got me a ticket to the expo, and that's when I went to the expo, I think in 2017. Yeah, I think April or April of 2017. So what did you think when you showed up there and see 17, 18, 2000? There was about 3,500 people that year. It wasn't as big as it is now where it's over 5,000, but it still was a pretty large group of people. What did you think when you saw all those people? Unbelievable, right? So the first thing, she, when we walk up, we see uh, one, of your, one of your great students, Curtis Hines, and there's about 50 people around him. Like, he's the Pied Piper. I didn't know she was telling that guy. He's really successful. And I later saw Curtis in a breakout, and I have no more about him. I'll tell more about him later. But um, 
the thing that strikes you always with lifestyles is that it's ordinary people. It's just ordinary people. Hey, I was, you know, I was an accountant or I was a plumber or I was a nurse or I was a secretary. And these are the people on the stage and they're, they're just like us. They're just like the regular people. And they're doing very well in real estate. Very, very well. That's the thing that strikes you with, uh, with lifestyle. I think that strikes everybody. And again, like you've heard, if you listen to lifestyle anytime, people say, I wish I would have started earlier. And that's the first thing that strikes you well later on. Yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty common statement, isn't it? I wish I would have started sooner. Well, you know, it's, it is what it is. Huh? So uh, as we move on here, and you came to the two day, you'd already done some real estate, you've already paid some attention, you'd already read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and um, some other books. So what was it at the two-day that was your aha moment, that, you know, those light bulbs that go off and go, man, that's what we've been missing? Yeah. Um, wow, this is great, because there was a part during the seminar, well, let me tell some stories. First, it took me until 3 o'clock on Sunday before I finally got one thing right in my finances. And the reason why, Dale, you broke it down like mathematically. You said, if you're doing this, and then I, if you did this with real estate, you'd be here. But here's where you are with your 403B or your 401K. If you own a house and you're spending this, this, and this, if you took some of that money invested in real estate and you, you really broke it down mathematically to where the A and the B, where you couldn't really argue with, you didn't say we were stupid, but you said what we were doing was stupid. Um, and so that was, the, that was one. But the biggest aha moment for me was there was a thing you were showing on day two where one of your, one of your members was going to buy an apartment complex, and you drew on the, on the chalkboard, you drew, we, we own seven of 15 of these apartments. Lifestyle members own it. So don't you think we know the rehab, and don't you think we know the cost, and don't you think you know the rent? You, the game was totally rigged because of you guys' knowledge of how the game worked. And I was like, they already know the outcome of this property before they ever buy it so they can advise so well. If I can learn, get to that point, then it's not a risk to do real estate. It's totally, it was a totally rigged game, but not in the sense of like illegal. It was a rigged game because of your knowledge of the, of the business. That was my aha moment. You know, it's funny because that's not even, well, it is actually in there. I do teach that when I show all the all the different real estate we own locally and so forth. But the reality is, is that uh, you took that one step further. You said, hmm, there's the advantage there. So how do I now go create the advantage? Explain to people how you figured out in your mind how you're going to create that advantage for you. Right. So what I did for, uh, for even before I told Ali this, before I met you for that, I was studying the Laplace market, this little market in Louisiana, where my first house was. And, boy, I was like, man, I could buy these houses. I know they could make money. But I studied that every morning for about two hours for about six to eight, maybe a year. I, and I knew every house that was for sale. I knew the rents everywhere. I knew how long stuff stayed on the market. I knew the good neighborhoods. I knew the bad neighborhoods. I knew everything about my market that I was going to buy in um, that was similar to what the house were already had rented. And that's how I re recreated what you had by knowing the, with all the different properties that you guys owned on that block. And that's I still use that model today. I, I, I use that model totally today, which most of my investments are in the New Orleans area. And um, we, we have six, 
16 doors now, and we're closing on two more this month. You know, it's funny because I remember when I first started real estate, I came to the same conclusion. I, I started buying some real estate down in Texas City and Lamarck, which are pretty much right next to each other. And I said, these towns are so small, I could buy up the whole town. <laughs> I could probably, I could be voted in mayor. I could make up my own laws. I could do whatever I want to do. I said, I just got crazy about that kind of stuff. Then I bought an apartment complex, and I bought up on Pinemont. I bought one right across the street from the other, then the one right next to it, then the one right around the corner from that, then one right down the street from that. I own five apartment complexes within two blocks, so it's it's the same thing. Once you know a market, we used to I used to call the term farming the market, Daryl. You farm it. You know what I mean? You're, yeah. you're planting and raising seeds of success out there, and you, you just like any farmer takes care of his garden, his garden takes care of him, right? right. And uh, that's exactly what you're doing. You're farming that garden. So you ended up now with 17 units in that area? We have uh, six, 16 now, and we're closing on two more in the next couple of days here. Yeah. Okay, so you've really worked well on that. When we come back, we're going to talk about your investment choices and then we'll get to your future. We'll be okay. right back with Daryl Porter and the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Talk 13.7, the right choice. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time. Del Wamsley. Welcome back to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. With me today is Daryl Porter out of Houston, Texas. And Daryl uh, has really gotten into and mastered the single-family uh, investment program. And, um, Daryl, as we go on, I want to make one point clear. You've purchased uh, three fourplexes and five single-family homes. I just want to make clear for the audience that a fourplex is still considered a single family home as far as the way you finance it, as far as the way it's taxed, as far as everything, uh, the, the laws and regulations. So as we get into this, and you, I see in your resume you called them multifamily investments. They are multifamily, multiple families living in the same building, but they are not considered legally multifamily investments. So I just want to clear that up up front. All right, so having said that, you came out of the blocks uh, with your single-family home, personal residence back in Louisiana. Then how did you get started here in Houston? Or I'm sorry, how did you get started? You said you were looking at everything in Louisiana. I'm sorry, you already explained that. And uh, what were you looking for? What was your target property? Yeah, so what I was looking for, and I'm just going to use $100,000. So everything was selling for around $100,000 or more. 
and I just started looking on auction sites and everywhere for anything that I could get somewhere around fifty or sixty thousand. And when I saw it, then generally would be, and this is what you teach in this seminar, is that we're going to take the property that's neglected, the property that's down, but it's in a decent neighborhood. And so I looked for the worst property in the best neighborhood. And that's what I was looking for. And sometimes that was, and it didn't require, you know, we would look at the rehab, but it didn't require $50,000 to rehab it. Um, so they were decent houses. A lot of them were foreclosures that I bought um, initially. and But they were in decent neighborhoods where I knew the value was, I, I would get some um, organic uh, appreciation just by buying it. And then I would also get some forced appreciation by rehabbing it. And so um, that's what we were looking for. And then it had the cash flow, which is another thing that you teach. And so I would look at the rents in the neighborhood. I knew what everything was for rent, what the price was, um, and the conditions of the property that I was competing against. And I would take the lowest property but while I was doing my due diligence, my numbers. And if the property made three, four, five hundred $500 per month cash flow, um, with the lowest rent in the neighborhood, after I would have one of the best properties, because I would rehab it the way you taught, where we have the best product, best price. Um, and that formula is still true and good for me today. So I'm going to dig a little deeper here, because you're, you're talking about knowing what the values were and knowing what the rents were. Were you literally looking this up in like a software program called Quest, which is the one I put out there that allows you to find out what the actual value is and what the actual rents were? Or are you just pounding the streets for information or were you going to real estate agents? Where were you getting your data to know that your purchases were what you thought they were? Yeah, great question. I've used Quest a little bit, but not in this neighborhood. I used I use Realtors.com and Zillow and looked up everything again for months and months um, along the line. And after a while, you get to know everything, so you don't have to do it as much. But basically, Zillow and Realtors.com was where I was getting the information. Um, and Realtors.com, Google Maps has this great thing where you can walk the neighborhood without actually being there. Because I'm from New Orleans. We in Houston is 300 miles, five hours, six hours away. And so... I walked the neighborhood, and that will allow you to walk the neighborhood back in, I think, 2009, 2013, 2017. So you, you can see the progress of the neighborhood. You can see the cars. You can see if there's burglar bars. You can get a good sense of what the neighborhood's doing because of the, that, that application. And then, um, again, I just researched what in, in the small town what the uh, rents were, so I knew what I was going to have to be able to charge in order to be competitive. And you don't want to lie to yourself when you're doing these numbers. You want to know what the taxes are. You want to know what the insurance is. You want to know what the. Um, you want to take out some for maintenance. Yeah, because if you lie to yourself, you're just fooling yourself. And then, and then what's left after the after the mortgage, insurance, maintenance, vacancies, um, then you have what your cash flow is every month. And um, I knew what the rents were going to be when I was going to have a great piece of property when I finished it. And another addition is since I was doing it from a long distance, you had taught us. Make sure you fix the stuff that runs people out of out of being property owners is uh, the toilet's breaking, and this is breaking, and this is leaking. And we fixed everything up to the proper standards to where the people are going to have a very nice place to stay. Um, and they weren't going to be calling us for small stuff because we had new appliances, we had new countertops. And when we bid the properties, we made sure we allotted for that, uh, that rehab in, inside of the price. So you followed the best product, best price uh, type approach. Uh, what kind of price range were these houses? You know, you said $100,000. Um, 
What year built were they, and what kind of prices were you paying for these things? Yeah, so these were mostly built in 83 or 84, and my price range has been, I, I purchased one for as low as 46900 and most expensive single-family house was 85000 you know, it sounds like just like the same stuff I was buying 30 years ago. So you must have found a time capsule. <laughs> that little town has been sitting there in the time capsule for 20 years. And it's still the same prices and it's still the same houses. Uh, what kind of size were these houses, just out of curiosity, just an average type house? Yeah, uh, about 1,000 to 1,200 square feet. Boy, that is exactly the same stuff I was buying. Yeah. That is amazing. So uh, what what jumped you up to fourplexes? So, again, one of your things is day two is about getting into multiplication. So I haven't yet been able to step up into a big unit, but those that's coming. Um, but we were able to find a fourplex, again, on a decent block with seven or eight other fourplexes. And this was the one that was run down, and the, the landlord was tired of running it. And um, we were able to buy it at a very good price, um, about $40,000 a door. And the rehab was going to be $10,000 a door. And I didn't have the money to do all that, but I knew over a year I'd be able to rehab it. And when I bought them, that's when I met my first purple people in there. So <laughs> we had to get rid of them and rehab the, the apartment. And um, now it's a very nice complex doing very well. Yeah, that's um, it's something you eventually find that's out there, and you've got to learn to deal with it. So uh, it's just part of the business. Um, but you were trained before you went in there, so I'm sure you had no problem uh, being able to deal with it. Yeah. Uh, so the fourplex situation, uh, I've always found that fourplexes have quite a bit of cash flow. And the reason I found that is because... Um, Whereas you normally you say you're buying it for forty thousand unit, you're you're getting a property that's probably you know a hundred thousand dollars if it was a house, but because it's a fourplex, it's only forty grand a unit. Yet the rent on the house might be a thousand, but the rent on the fourplex might be as much as eight or nine hundred. In other words, it's not that much lower than a house. Right. So there seems to be more rent per square foot. Did you find that to be true? Absolutely. So we've done very well. Again, these other units were 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 uh, almost all rented. And so one of the things when they see you doing all the construction, they want to move from their units into your unit because you're fixing these up nice. They see all the carpet. They see all the paint. They see all the sheetrock. They see the new appliances go in. So you're able to cherry pick the best units, and you're able to charge a little bit more because your property is brand new. And so, um, and then you teach us to go up on the rents every year. So we're constantly accelerating and getting better and better tenants. And our cash flow has been, I've never made a mortgage payment on any of the properties that I purchased. I've always had the tenants in them renting within the first 30 to 60 days or whenever my first payment is due. So I've never yet, in my experience, had to make a mortgage payment. And people won't believe that, but that's the, that's the truth. So, Daryl, do you remember in the two-day when I said, I want you to go to the back of the book? Yeah. And I had yeah, everybody... in the back of the book, Bill, has you right. If you fail in real estate, it's because you don't listen to what I taught you. Something similar to that. Yeah, it's very close. It said, if, uh, it, yeah, turn to the back of the book and write it. I will not do what Dell said to do. But I want you to go to the back of your book if you still have it wrote in. I did everything Dell told me to do. Okay. <laughs> because yeah. I'm, I'm telling you, you sound like a seminar coming out, man. Like... I do. It's true. It's, it's, it's so true. The, the training was unbelievable. 
And that's what I wrote to you in that email about a month ago when you contacted me is that I took that two days. I took it to heart. Me and my wife went. We wrote down the stuff. We followed the book. We, we didn't try to make up new rules about it. And one of the great things about lifestyles is um, most of the people who've made it like you, when they talk to you, whether they know it or not, they're not talking at a level of a person who's just starting. They're talking like, oh, you've got millions of dollars and you can do all this and why aren't you like me? Where your program started us, met us right where we were at. We were basically novices, but you have a game plan that walked us through. And uh, I can't thank you enough. I, I really can't thank you enough because it, it took us to where um, we've been able to establish all this cash, cash flow enough. My wife is a teacher, so she's naturally concerned about the virus going back to teach. And I told her just the other day, if you would need to quit, we're fine. Yeah. I don't need any of your money coming from that job. We can, we can quit, and that's what, uh, that's what okay, I'm Okay, uh, we're going to go to break right now, Daryl. We're going to go to break. We'll be right back with Daryl Porter and the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Austin's Talk, 1370. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today I'm uh, sharing the microphone with Daryl Porter out of Houston, Texas. And Daryl, we'll just kind of mop it up here in this last segment. It's a couple things that uh, I wanted to clear up. One, haven't heard anything about your wife. Where's her, where's her mind in all this stuff? At first, she was like, don't buy any more properties. Don't buy any more properties. And now she's like, let's buy another one because it's going so well. So um, she's a teacher, naturally concerned about going back and teaching with the kids. So I told her just the other day, uh, we're, we're good. You can quit that job at any time you feel unsafe. And uh, as a provider, that feels really good um, to be able to put us in position where really um, we've replaced all of our our. Uh, uh, income with passive income we could both retire um i'm not going to yet because i want to i had this goal to set in my mind at 32 uh 32 units before i would quit so and then go full-time with the real estate and then full-time is really part-time because you get to do what you want but um <laughs> she, <laughs> she, i like how really you caveated that She's really happy with uh, with what's going on with the real estate. She really understands it. I, I, I had her, her and my son, uh, Joshua, who's 18. He does deals. He knows how to do them. I make them do the transactions so they understand it. So if something happens to me, they won't uh, sell the assets right away. You keep assets, right? So yeah. um, something happens to me, they can keep running the business, and it's, uh, it's now part of our family legacy. Yeah, you said that you were starting the process of discussing with your family the uh, the transfer of wealth. And uh, tell us, let us know what something like that sounds like, like a fly on the wall. What do, what do we hear and see with that going on? Oh, wow. So I got to meet with my family and started listening. Now that we have, uh, we have, we'll have 16, 18 units to transfer, and you don't want to get wiped out by the taxes. So I sat down with them, said we're going to have to get an estate planner, 
There's ways that we can put this in land trust or different mechanisms that uh, tax laws will allow you to do that will keep it out of probate and keep it away from the IRS um, because it's our earnings. It's not supposed to just be lost to taxes. And if you don't plan well, just like anything, if you don't really understand what's going on, you'll, you can have the best of t- intentions, but you won't get it done. So I got to sit down and proudly go over with my family. If something happens, here is what the plan. Here's where the money's coming in. Here's how we want it broken up as far as an estate. Here's uh, here's the different properties that we have and the different bank accounts. And we, we went over estate planning. And I think, you know, with all the problems that we're seeing in the world, I think I wish that every family had that as a goal, that, I'm going to sit down with my kids and I'm going to do an estate planning because we've got something to pass on to them, not just uh, disappointment and heartache and a bunch of promises, which is what I had before. Now I have uh, a real business that has real profits coming in and we provide real housing. We do a good service because when we fix a house up that's broken down in the neighborhood, we raise the value of that neighborhood. We, um, we employ several people, realtors, lawn care, painters, Home Depot. We, we, we turn a, a for sale sign into something that's very profitable for the entire neighborhood. So not only are we making money, but we're doing something good for those neighborhoods because we, um, we generate um, much better properties, which raises everybody's property value. So in short, we're able to, uh, me and my wife are able to establish a legacy, and estate planning is. That was one of my proudest moments that I've had in my life is to be able to sit down and say, hey, we've got 17 properties we need to pass on to you guys at some point. If it's not, hope we don't, we don't want to die soon. If something was to happen, we're in place, and we want you to continue on with the legacy. Wow, that's so good. That really is. To take the time to do that, that's caring, that's passing it on. You say the son's already doing some real estate deals? Absolutely. He's invested in one with us. He's about to invest in a second one. Um, some of his money were earned from the summer. We're buying a little cash house, and he's going to be a half investor in that. Um, and he can analyze a deal as good as me. He doesn't know how to find them yet, but he can analyze them. Once I give him the deal, I say, here's the property. Analyze it. See whether it's a good deal. And he can break it down and analyze it. He does, he does a lot of the accounting. He's much better on the computer with me. So, yeah, he's totally involved with the business. That's excellent. So looking back now, that question, the age-old question, what would you have done differently? Uh, yeah, so I, I, I wish I would have, again, I, I tell all my people at work, nurses making great money, guys, you don't want to have to work when you're my age. I'm 55. You don't want to have to work. I'm going to work now. I don't have to work because of what Lifestyles has, has been able to do for me. We, we put a lot of hard work in, and I'm not telling people it's just like all roses and cakes. There's been ups and downs, but it's totally worth it because now we're in a position where we don't have to work. And if the younger kids would start earlier, they wouldn't have to work. If they did some investing, it doesn't necessarily have to be real estate, but it has to be something that's going to pay you without you working. You can you can um, not have to work. You can... If you want to work, you want to work. It's because you choose to work. It's a totally different mindset, and so I encourage them. So I would encourage myself if I could go back um, to start earlier, start find something that's time proven, find some some organization that works. Uh, lifestyle's great. I, I mean, lifestyle's been great for us. So I'm always going to recommend that because I know people are going to get the value out of it. But whatever it is, it's so I could go back and tell my younger self. Um, Get started in something these 
they they lie to us about money a lot, Dell. They just we're all twisted up. It's all for <laughs> you know having a paid off property is great for the bank. What does it good does it do you? There's there's a part in the in the seminar that you did where you had us calculate how much money we were getting passively from our net worth, and mine was like I don't know less than one percent. It was pathetic. But it's like really a slap in the face, and, and I would just tell myself, learn how money really works, and don't listen to the masses, because the masses are going to be dead or dead broke by the time they're 70. So That's an interesting point you made, though, that you, even though you, I think yours was only 2%, uh, it was still better than most people. Most people <laughs> less than 1%, and you were very excited and happy to say, I own one rental property, that's why mine's better than less than 1%, right? So, and uh, the other point I made, which I think is very important for you and the rest of them to understand, is that 2% is a thousand percent is a hundred percent better than one percent there we go and uh so it really was a great accomplishment thank you for coming on the show today and sharing with us we really appreciate it and keep up the good work i can't wait to hear your story when you have those 32 units and you elect to give up your nursing career for the rest of you out there remember this daryl myself and everybody else we're not doing this for the money we're doing it for the lifestyle have a wonderful day we'll see you tomorrow Thank you for listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, teaching you the opposite of everything you've been taught so you can obtain the results you've never obtained. Join us seven days a week. Can't get enough? Visit DellOnTheRadio.com to listen to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, access past show podcasts, and join the conversation. The information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.